Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Joni. And this is the Grow Where You're At podcast. Where we discuss all things Appalachian and country. Now set yourself on down and learn a thing or two. And maybe laugh a time or two. Now let's hop to it. Good evening, how are you? I am okay. How are you this evening? I'm doing all right. Glad it has warmed up some. I agree. It is rainy, but it is not freezing cold, so it is a very um, enjoyable rain. I would agree with that. Let's jump on into this, Emily. What is your blooming minute of the week? My blooming minute is that I'm glad it's warm. Uh, it's glad it's warmed up some, and I'm trying to keep Poinsettia out of things. She's in here menacing my kindling box. <laughs> <laughs> so, yesterday, I'm I'm trying to keep her out of trouble because yesterday morning, let's whenever I took her out to feed with me, she ran hot laps. Um, she menaced the chicken, tried to headbutt the cat, and then proceeded to menace Howard. So, I'm, I'm, <laughs> my blooming minute is just trying to keep Poinsettia from menacing too many things. <laughs> and we thought Gunner was bad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this point she would give Gunner a run for his money. Because, I mean, she had no reason to headbutt the cat. But here we are. <laughs> She's just <sighs> causing mayhem wherever she goes. She is. My little chaos gremlin. So what the is best way to have them. It is the best way to have them. I wouldn't have her any other way. And honestly, I would rather have them a little high strung and very energetic than I would I would to have them lethargic and just kind of laying around and stuff like that. So... Yes, ma'am. My blooming minute for this week, I believe, is um, I've just been trying to keep up with my little gremlin and trying to craft a little and just piddling about and trying to enjoy my week, I think. That sounds like a really good blooming minute. Yes, ma'am. And I believe it is your turn to say the AWOL for this week. I'm gonna throw that. I'm I'm gonna give a, a diff, I'm gonna give the AWOL in a sentence this week. So our AWOL for this week is racket. And Joni, do you want to tell him what a racket is? A noise, and most of the time it's the annoying variety of noise. Yes. So if you guys happen to hear a racket in the background, it's just poinsettia, menacing who knows what. Or gunner. That's true. Because right now he's trying to bring me his ball to play, and he does not quite understand that Mama cannot play ball right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ace is outside. He wanted to go outside with Davy, so he's outside. And of course, my golden child literally is in there laying on the rug asleep. So, Hanky boy is such a sweet baby. He is. He is. But I think. But I think. Yes, that makes us jump right into our topic for this week, doesn't it? It does. It does. And this week we're talking all about seed starting. And I think the first thing that we should go over is some commonly used terms when they're talking about seeds that not everybody may know the meaning of. But once you start looking at seeds, you're going to be like, well, I don't know what the difference is. So this is not every term that you will find on a seed packet. But it's a few of the terms that you'll find. And so I thought the best place for us to start would be the terminology. So you'd know what you're getting to start with. I love that. Because I didn't, um, when I first started out, I don't think I had anybody to kind of tell me what the terminology is. So I think starting with the terminology is really good. Yes, ma'am. That's what I was thinking is, you know... To be honest, there's so many labels, especially like when you're looking in the seed wish books, there, there's so many like little um, abbreviations and acronyms and different things that they put in there. And, you know, a lot of it will go more in depth than what we're going to talk about today. But, you know, this is at least giving you some idea of what you're going to find. So yeah. we're going to. So we'll start with the term heirloom. And an heirloom seed is a seed that comes from something that is at least 50 years old. So no, it didn't come from 50 years ago, but that known plant that that seed came from has been around for at least 50 years and it has a known history. So, you know, you'll find a lot of older seeds, um, you know, Plants that have been maintained and regrown from seed over the years by a certain uh, farm or homestead or um, what have it. So if you find any heirloom seed, it's at least known to be from 50 years ago or more. Um, the next is GM or GMO, which means it has been modified. Um, those are the seeds that have been... put into a lab and changed something about them. So in corn, most of the time, it's for better yields. Uh, so most of the time it's like in corn where you have something um, that they've changed to increase the output or taste or um, whatever it may be. Right, and it's usually found in really big commercial crops like corn and soy and a few of those other things. Yes, but it has been trickling into the um, home gardener seeds a lot here in the last few years. Okay. Which you tend to find um, like in your farm supply stores. 
those have been chemically coated with antifungal or antimicrobials. Um, a lot of time you'll find treated corn. That's another one of those, you know, examples. Um, you will see a coating. You'll see it's like, I know that around here, when if you find treated corn, it's usually a red color instead of just yellowish or white corn kernel that you think of. Yes, and your hands will be pink afterwards. Yes. Um, pelleted seed. Those are seeds that are small, covered in a, like a inert clay, and those are just easier for you to see and sow, and makes it more uniform. Okay. When they talk. When they talk about variety, it just simply means the version. So a variety is a different type. So you have a brandy wine tomato versus a strap or what have it. It's just telling you that it's a different type. So variety would be kind of similar to what I have going on at my house. I have... Dogs, obviously, but Ace is a separate breed than what Hank is. So he's a different variety of dog. Same he, way with C. That is the best explanation I've heard. Next well, thing you're going to just popped in my head. <laughs> hey, it works. The next uh, term I have is hardiness zone. And that is based on the USD a map for the hardiness zone and typically in the US it's I think it starts like one through nine and the main things you need to know before you start purchasing seeds is you're in yes and for some of those who are a little more experienced garters who think you know what your zone is they have recently updated it, so just give it a, a quick glance again just to make sure that it hasn't changed too much. It's because ours changed this year. Um, the next thing I have is days to maturity. And that is just basically telling you how long it's going to be before you are ready to harvest said uh, crop. And growing from seed um, directly sowed in the ground it's from when that seed pops out of the ground and then that's when you start counting and you should be able to harvest in whatever day um, if you are planting transplants it's when you put it in the ground not necessarily when it right and to germinate which means the seed pops out of the ground that's germinated so when the seed opens up and starts coming up it means it's germinated yes and usually that takes some on most crops that takes 7 to 14 days but some are much longer like peppers yes and some can happen quicker than that as well um, beans are a really good example of that Yes. Germination rate, you will find. Um, and that's how good the seed is, basically. How many 
uh, what percentage of your pack. So if it's got a 50% germination rate, that means for seeds, two of them are likely to come up. Right. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about, which does go with some crop, especially if you're planting herbs and uh, things like that. So if you have an annual cycle in one year, so it'll grow, it'll produce seed, will die in the same growing season. A takes two years life cycle and a perennial will do that life cycle every year unless it dies of disease or something else but it's pretty much going to happen every year. yes ma'am and i think that's all i have as far as the terms so let's jump into actually starting your seeds um, so, Joni, before we jump into that, do you want to talk about what you should direct sow? Are we going to touch on direct sowing, which is means planting it directly into the garden and um, actually starting your seeds and transplanting them outside? So that was I think I just the first covered that. <laughs> you, yes, okay. that was the first you thing on the list. Okay, well, you go more in depth with it. I just, I was afraid I would forget to mention it if I didn't mention it right then. <laughs> um, so, so, yes, that's our first thing we're going to start talking about is what needs to be started versus what needs to be direct sowed. So, a lot of times what you're wanting to start is your um, plants like tomatoes, peppers, um, a lot of your brassicas, especially if you're going to start growing um early like a early spring garden um so you know things like cabbage but what can be direct sown usually is things like onion sets beans peas corn um all those things can be direct sown into the garden that is a, a very good thing to talk about miss emily because you know you can direct sow some of those other seeds, but if you really want to produce, you really need to start your tomatoes and have them to a point where they are going to be able to survive in the garden. Yes, ma'am. It's just because when I do some things in my garden, I just know what needs to go straight out into the garden seed and all, and I know what I need to start ahead of time. But it's because we've done it so much and for so long, it just kind of comes second nature to us. But those that are just starting out, it it can be a little intimidating. It can. Um, you know, I, I don't think that there's rule of thumb, but most seed packages will tell you whether to direct sow or to start indoors. Um, I think squash, cucumber, um, pumpkin, beans, peas, um, all that can be started direct sowed. So as long as you've got your place ready for it, you can just put your seeds in. And usually 
especially with me, if I'm planting direct sow, mine beets were, you know, they're very small seeds, and I just kind of sprinkle very through my row. The rest of it, I'll put like three seeds every foot or so, because you do want to allow a little space, and they will show you on their spacing, which is the distance between each of your um, plants or your planting spots. Yes. Those things that and need to be spacing. started. Yes, ma'am. Let me step in just a second. And spacing pretty much is just for the health of your plant and for the maximum yield. That way they're not competing with each other. Exactly. Um, okay. Continue. Those things that need to be started indoors are definitely green pepper, tomatoes. Um, those definitely need to be started indoors. And the reason is by the time they get large enough to plant in the garden, um, you want them to be able to tolerate those still kind of cool evenings. When they're small and they're tiny, they're not going to be able to survive, you know, being in the garden plus you have to think about pests and wildlife and things like that so you want to give them the best chance possible to survive correct and a lot of times in our particular area the growing season is not long enough for them to start from seed outdoors and provide a harvest before the frost gets them so that's why that's another reason to start them indoors Yes. Now, um, I think one of the um, the benefits also is, you know, if you get a pepper plant in the garden, you can harvest it up until frost most of the time. Tomatoes are the same way, um, especially, you know, you've given that boost to start with, so. Your harvest in the garden should be the same amount of days that um, are on your seed packet. So, you know, most time it's, you know, anywhere from 70 to 120 days, depending on variety. <clears throat> um, as far as seed starting goes, um, you need to think about your space. Is there somewhere that you can start your seeds that you can have them for about two months. And I say two months because most varieties of the things that you want to start indoors need to be started six to eight weeks before. Um, there are some varieties of uh, vegetables and things that want to be started like 12 weeks early. Um, Lisa. So that's one of those things that you need to think about is, you know, where can I put my seed starting pots or my seed starting tray that I can leave it for six weeks or eight weeks without having to move it every other day because I need something behind it or under it or what have you. If you're not transplanting, and you're wanting to grow something in a container, you can always start in your container. But just keep in mind that 
if it's a shallowly sown seed, you may have to dig it up and plant it a little bit deeper as time goes on or add more dirt to it. Yeah. Here's something else you have to think about is each type of seed has a different requirement to germinate, which means to open up and come up and start growing. Um, smaller seeds, uh, specifically like lettuce, they need light to germinate. So, and that the reason being is they normally, if you were to allow lettuce to bolt and the seeds to fall off on top of the ground, they would come up and that is the way that that plant has managed to survive and that's the way it is ensuring a future offspring life cycle. So they need light to germinate. Whereas on the opposite side of that, like beans, they need dark to germinate. Um, so that's another thing to always check for is if they need light or they need dark to germinate. Um, and then certain plants require certain temperatures to germinate. And so, for example, if you're growing bell peppers, they need to be at least 60 degrees. And that's the soil temperature plus the ambient temperature. So you need it to be at least 60 degrees for those pepper plants to come up. Yes. You also need to think about how long each one takes to germinate so you can watch. Um, because you really want to be on top of those. As soon as they come up, you need to start making sure they have light, fan, and heat. And so the light, you're, you can get an inexpensive bulb, put it in a lamp. Um, there are many options for grow lights out there, but basically what you're going to look for is a UVA or UVB combo light to grow with. If you can get, you know, one of the more expensive fancy ones that comes all together, then go for it. But if you just need to get the light bulb with a lamp, that works too, because that's what I use. I use a grow bulb and a chicken lamp and when she says chicken lamp um us of this us that have chicks or we've brooded chicks it's just a heat lamp shield with a grow yes. lamp in it yes it's not an actual lamp that looks like a chicken unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that takes care of light and that's basically to mimic the sun and telling that little bitty plant it's time to grow. And the next need and the next requirement is to have a fan. And you're probably thinking, why do I need a fan when I'm just starting seeds? And the thing is, if you do not have a fan or some air blowing on your little tiny plants, those stems are going to be super weak because they're putting all their effort into growing up with getting leggy 
because they'll grow tall and then they'll fall over. And if they do manage not to fall over in the house, when you take them to the garden and you plant them and the wind blows one good time, they're going to be laying on the ground. So yeah. once you put that fan on there, whether it be a ceiling fan just circulating air and moving it a little bit, or you've got a small um, like table fan or what have it, that's going to be enough of you just want it to barely blow and then it helps strengthen the stem. Um, next on the list is heat. You do not want to start these things and then let them get freezing cold and die. <laughs> so you have to make sure that they are somewhere that they're going to stay warm. And if you have peppers, like I said, you definitely need to make sure it's above 60 degrees. You don't want them to be 150 degrees, nothing like crazy, but you want them to be mostly warm. Um, you kind of cut out hear there at the very beginning of what you I can now. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, when you start to take your plants outside, we call it tempering them, but you're going to take those plants out for five, ten minutes on a very nice day where it's kind of just warm, even in the shade. And you're going to take those plants out and set them for a few minutes. And then the next day it's kind of warm out. You're going to take them out. And no, you don't want to put them directly in the sun, a little shady spot that's warm. And you're just going to start easing them out and getting them used to being outside before you just take them all out at once and throw them in the ground. Yes, because if you if you take them all out at once, they're going to get sunburnt. They're going to get beat up by the wind. The rain is going to beat them up. Like, they're just not prepared to go outside yet. Yes, and, you know, that's honestly one of those things where if you are wanting to give them the best chance, that's the only thing you can do for them is just kind of temper them out. So give them... You know, if it's going to be a couple of weeks before you plant in the garden, then, you know, start thinking about, hey, it's kind of warm today. Take my plants out for a little while. You know, five, ten minutes here, 30 minutes then there. And just start getting them used to being outside. Yes. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is watering. When they are very small these plants are not going to need a lot of water at all and the best thing you can do is find you a mister bottle a little spray bottle um you can pick them up at the big w for like a buck most of the time or even the dollar tree and you know just a little mist when they're dry and what you're wanting to do to make your roots stronger is you're going to want to let it dry pretty solidly, not, you know, hard packed or anything, but let it dry out and then just give it a good misting and it makes the roots grow and reach for that water. So you're going to have a stronger root base if you don't over water. Yes. But 
I, you know, and I know it probably sounds like a lot, but it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty easy. Easy. Um, you just got to give it its necessities, and um, it's really, really worth it in the end. I promise. It genuinely is. Um, I think that's about all I have, Miss Emily. Do you have anything that needs to be added? I don't think I have any. I don't think I have anything that needs to be added, except for you know, just kind of like be mindful of all of this information, but also too, sometimes your seed packets will actually tell you days to maturity and then days to harvest. So that's something to just kind of look at too. And before you start your seeds, just kind of like make sure you read over your packets again, see what you got going on, and make sure that you have everything that you need before you go to starting seeds and realizing you don't have what you need. That is great information. Yes. Um, and as long as you have the space, the light, a little bit of a, a breeze, and you know, a little mister bottle so you're not overwatering, you can pretty much start those tomatoes, peppers, uh, what it may, whatever it may be, and have a good success. Just try to keep these helpful tips in mind. Yes. And, and as always, if y'all have any questions or um, comments, concerns, Anything that we have left out that you think we should have added, or if you just want a piece of advice about any of this, y'all are always more than uh, welcome to hit us up here, leave us a comment, comment on our Facebook page, Grow Where You're At. We would be more than glad to answer any questions and help you to the best of our abilities. Yes, absolutely. Miss Emily. I think next week we're going to be talking about other crops to consider planting. Yes. Is that correct? I, yes, ma'am. And I am very excited about it. I am as well. Do you want to do our growing minute? Yes, ma'am. My growing minute for this week is that I'm just going to enjoy this. It feels like a heat wave. I don't care that it's only 45 degrees. It feels like a much needed heat wave compared to what we had last week. And I'm just going to enjoy that. And I'm going to try to keep Poinsettia out of trouble. And she's coming up on learning to be weaned. So we're going to see how that goes. So... That's just my growing minute, and I'm going to enjoy the the nice break in the weather and keep poinsettia from harassing people and animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. I need all the help I can get at this point. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, the reason I kind of cut out for a minute a while there is somehow has gotten my little room not light that I had and has chewed it into a hundred pieces. So, <laughs> uh, wow. yeah. 
But my goodness. Yeah. He's a little butthead, but it's okay. I still love him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ma'am. What is your growing minute, Miss Joni? Uh, Keep up with this crazy thing. And I am working on a little bit of needle felting and trying to get a little project done there. And like you, enjoy this little miniature heat wave because it's not going to last long. And so I think that's, you know, all we can do is just click along. Yes, ma'am. And I think at the time of this recording, 55 days until spring. So we've got that going for us, you guys. 55 more days. Yes, I am super, super excited. I have spring fever to the nth degree. Me too. No kidding. I am just so super excited for spring to get here and... I, you know, and it's going to sound odd, but the thing I am most looking forward to is being able to sit out in the sunshine and feel it baking into my bones. <laughs> I, where it kind of warmed up just a little bit on Sunday, I stepped out in the yard and that sun felt so good on my back. I was really enjoying it. I don't care that there was snow on the ground. It, there was enough sun that it just baked. It just baked me. So it doesn't sound crazy. It doesn't sound odd. I am looking forward to it. Yes, ma'am. It, it's like you just long for that heat to seep into your bones. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hmm. But as always, y'all, if y'all have any questions, comments, concerns, comment here, comment on our Facebook page. And as always, we want to grow where you're at. Bye! Thanks for joining us today. It's real and it's raw. Now go forth and be barefoot and feral. And most importantly, remember to grow where you're at. Bye!